Listening to Sophia's Choice <laughs> Golden Girls podcast. Uh, my name's Brent, or as I'm known down at uh, Mattress World, customer of the month. Mm-hmm. And joining me this week is the king of Boys Town, Alan. Hello. And joining us is a man whose bunions don't hurt, whose arthritis is gone, and who's got his original teeth, which makes him the least popular person in Boys Town, Ski. That is true. <laughs> uh, this week, Alan Very will be. Very toothy. Yes. <laughs> you said it, not me. There's, there's one, one phrase I've heard Ski described as it's, it's a toothy bitch. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so this week, Alan will be talking about uh, Season 7, Episode 11, Room 7. If we have any time at the end of this recap, and I suspect we might, uh, we'll, we'll pick our MVP and award the episode up eight slices of cheesecake. Of course, since this episode partially takes place on a southern plantation, we know Ski will be awarding the episode eight slices. All right. <laughs> Back home again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now's the part of the episode where you have to listen to Alan provide his recap. Feats don't fail me now. <laughs> I think my recap itself will be just fine. Yeah. Uh, it may be a little light on extra info. Yeah. Or by little light, I mean completely light. <laughs> Devoid of, but still. Uh-huh. But the recap itself will be fine. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have anything else to add before I jump in? Um, it's a lovely day. Sure. Yeah, it was kind of cold <laughs> out today, honestly. Like, I mean, weather-wise, it wasn't too bad um, as far as like no precipitation. I mean, down here in the basement Oh, in the right basement, now. yeah. I would say it's as lovely <laughs> as any other day with you two in the basement. <laughs> we went to uh, Kokomo yesterday, and... Now, did you get there fast and then take it slow? <laughs> we did. We did. That John Stamos is full of shit. <laughs> um, so it was, so like, yeah, was, we went to Kokomo or whatever. And then I had checked the weather before we left. It's like, hi, right, what's it going to be like in Kokomo? Mm-hmm. And got that figured out. And I dressed accordingly and everything. Well, then, like, you know, we get back today, and I forgot to update the fact that, you know, I no longer give a rat's ass about the Kokomo weather. Right. <laughs> and so I, I check my phone, and it's like, feels like it's three degrees, and I'm like, damn, it's cold outside, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I, I dress accordingly, and I go outside, and I'm like, fucking weather.com is full of shit. <laughs> and then, like, throughout the entire day, you know, I was like, it is not nearly as cold as this thing keeps saying. Um, and then I was like, Oh wait, <laughs> this thing thinks I'm still in Kokomo. <laughs> well, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you figured it out and yeah. before writing a harshly, you know, worded comment to exactly to the Weather Channel or exactly. you know, downvoting them on the iTunes uh, exactly. you know, app store. Exactly, like Paul Poutine can eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to follow up to something you mentioned earlier. Okay, about Mr. John Stamos. Oh yeah, what is his connection to Kokomo? 
Oh, I think he just played drums on it or something. Or I think oh, okay. I think shortly thereafter is when he started hanging with the Beach Boys. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So I'm he, glad I asked. Yeah, he tours with them sometimes now. Huh. How about that? Does that make you want to go see them in person now? <clears throat> no more or less than before. <laughs> <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Um, the Beach Boys are my dad's favorite band, actually. Oh, were they? Yeah, yes. or at least one of. So I'd probably go see them just for that. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite Same. band, Ski? I don't know that I do. I have a, I like a pretty eclectic uh, amount of like different types of music. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in your life that you think you like as much as Sprint probably likes his favorite band? And My it doesn't family. matter. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so who's your favorite band again, Brent? I know you've mentioned it on the podcast at least once in the past, but I don't recall. Um, I love Guided by Voices. Okay. I love, you know. Fish, Grateful Dead. Uh, I love the band. You can't pick no. just one? Like picking a favorite child? No, you can't. I mean, oh, it just okay. depends. I mean, I think, I guess I have to say the Beatles just okay. because. Yeah, you know. that's fair, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, the Beatles, for one, they have such a huge catalog. And, uh, a lot and, of really and good songs. it's almost all good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah a lot of fair. killer, very little filler. Yeah, exactly. So. So. All right. um, it's one of those things, like, I... Husker Du, um, definitely love Husker Du. Um, Police. Who? Um, Husker Du. Um, is Bob Mold's band before Sugar. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Do not clarify for me, but I, I'll yeah. trust you. So, I don't know. Like, um, like within, like, I just have sort of like a rotating, like, those are all, like, in the top five at any given moment. Like, <clears throat> and you said band, so it, like, throws off Elvis Costello. I can't include oh, sure, that. Oh, sure, yeah. You know? So you if you're picking just an individual artist, would Elvis Costello be right up there? Yeah, yeah. Like if I had like my top five, you know, whatever. You Which know, Elvis would come up first? Elvis Costello. Really? Yeah, yeah. Elvis Presley probably make the top ten, you know, maybe. How about where's Prince? Uh, you love him. Yeah, Prince would be in the top five. If not, he would be just outside. Mm-hmm. Be like like Elvis Costello, you know, Bob Dylan, The Beatles, um, probably Grateful Dead, and. Um, I've uh, got it. My voices would be in the top five, probably. Okay, very nice. Big star would be right outside the top five, also. Okay. It's funny. I, I hope someday that we get like a message from someone who, you know, is like a record store clerk of some sort mm-hmm. who's, you know, been involved with music for the last, I don't know, like his entire life, basically, and mm-hmm. he's still very involved. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. Eighty percent of the people that Brent mentions on his on the podcast are total bullshit. <laughs> we just find out that you know, he's just really good at improvising fake band names. <laughs> exactly. I've been listening to a lot of you know uh, Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. <laughs> yeah. And then you tell us how their lead singer came from another band. Uh, exactly. You know, and we're just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Now yeah. I heard I hear Husker Do, and the first thing I thought of was Husker Don'ts. Oh, and that's yeah. a line from. Uh, uh, Joe, Dirt. Joe Dirt, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when they're talking about uh, fireworks, fireworks yeah, yeah. yeah, with the Indian. Yeah, uh, so, I love Husker Du. I went to, so I went to this record. Basically, that's what I did yesterday in Kokomo. Um, Cassidy had a Girl Scout thing, okay. um, so we all went up. And originally, I was like, right, I'll drop you guys off, and then I'm going to go over to this record store um, slash coffee shop and hang out, and then I'll pick you up. And then I started like looking at pictures online and you know just the inventory and stuff. And I was like, you know what? There's going to be more than enough to keep me busy. Why don't you just go ahead and drop me off and then pick me up afterwards? Okay. Um, that way I don't have to cut my time short. And so that's what I did. Yeah, like, 
three and a half hours at this record shop store yesterday. Um, but they had a coffee shop in there as well, too. Oh, okay. So, like, I browsed for, like, you know, 75 minutes, then got a cup of coffee and read a book for, you know, the other two and a half hours or whatever. Very nice. So, it's fun. I got a uh, Husker Du uh, bootleg and the new Wilco and a Sugar 7-inch and uh, David Bowie. Uh, so nice to how much did you end up spending in this record shop? I don't want to say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like so the place was called um Black Swax Black Wax Cafe. Okay. There in Kokomo. Um and it's a lovely shop and everything, but everything was way, way, way overpriced. Uh-huh. Um there was so much stuff there that, you know, like I had a little mental list and it was just way overpriced. And like even Helena you know, she doesn't shop for records as much as I do, and, and she almost got a record, and, and then she, it was um, some Goo Goo Dolls compilation, and but it was $42, and she just like couldn't really justify it or whatever, and so we were watching TV last night, and she's like, hey, I want to put that um, Goo Goo Dolls album on your Amazon wish list, that way you can get it for me someday, and I was like, okay. And so she checked it on there. It was like nineteen dollars. Ah, glad she didn't buy it for forty. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I told her I was like, you know, I told you everything was, you know, way overpriced. And that's why I had to like. It took me so long to find something that I was like, okay, this is like, you know, only five dollars more than I could get at someplace yeah. else. Because I definitely don't mind paying extra in a brick and mortar yeah, store. Yeah, you want to patronize them, sure. Exactly, but it's one of those things like when you're doubling the price. Yeah. You know, especially if something has like a set list price, I was like, you're just gouging people yeah. now. That's well, just well, and then. Goo Goo Dolls are not that old, so it's not like their stuff's all that rare at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. an album, like yeah. you're talking about vinyl, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's not yeah. so much that their stuff in general is rare, but finding it in an album yeah, form is still enough. rare. Yeah. So. so. Well, I didn't have anything nearly as exciting as, as all that. I mean, uh, Liam, our youngest, had a birthday party over the weekend and mm-hmm. several screaming children. I went back and forth on inviting Cassidy over, mm-hmm. but. I just thought it'd be something where, because it's all school friends, mm-hmm. other than her, yeah. and I just thought that it would, I thought it would end up being, she may end up saying yes to it, because mm-hmm. she likes Liam, mm-hmm. and Liam, every time that we record, he's like, oh, is Cassidy coming? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, because it's yeah. nighttime and a Sunday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I was like, you or she would probably end up, you know, you maybe would feel obligated, and she would feel excited, and then be Totally disappointed mm-hmm. by this Which loud is, group of people that she does not know yeah. running through the it's house. It's a little bit hard for kids, yeah. so for adults even. Really. Yeah. <laughs> but it was I was counting down the hours though. Yeah, <laughs> they, they came over at five o'clock on Saturday, and uh-huh. a couple of them didn't spend the night, but most of them did. There mm-hmm. was seven all together that came, and five spent the night. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I was definitely counting the hours down until it was time for them to leave. Yeah, and they're good kids. It's just when you get that many kids together, they're just so freaking loud. Yeah, yeah. Loud and all, it takes a lot of attention. Yeah, I mean, luckily there was no big conflicts, no tears or anything like mm-hmm. that. And for eight, nine year olds, that's pretty good if you yeah. can get through a night without mm-hmm. any of that. Um, it is interesting though because like Liam has a very diverse group of friends, so it was like half boys, half girls. Mm-hmm. Um, which I know that he's right on the edge. I think of the age where parents are going to start being like, mm-hmm. I think they're already kind of a little bit reluctant. Yeah. Um, he has one like his best friend is a girl, and she's been over here several times. Mm-hmm. And so I think her parents feel pretty comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. But the other parents, I think, are a little bit kinky about boys and girls spending the night at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So in the invite, I was like, 
and I will be sleeping. To, we'll all be sleeping on the main floor together, uh, <laughs> yeah. so that they would know that there'd be a parent right there in the yeah. middle of all of it. I'm sure that'll sweeten the pot for sending their daughter over. Well, <laughs> you know, a group of people, but yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. you know, gotcha. the both the parents yeah, as yeah. well. So, yeah. although Sherry was not here for it because oh, she was in the house. Um, locked in our room <laughs> because she gets a little overwhelmed by noise mm. and that <clears throat> amount of, of noise. Kids, yeah. it, it's like yeah. she handled it for as long as she could and then she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was fine. I expected that. Honestly, I did not expect her to handle it at all because, mm-hmm. you know, I know it's a incredibly challenging thing for her to, to deal with. Um, mm-hmm. She's particularly sensitive to to noise, yeah. and they are particularly noisy and shrill. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like but, a young Edie Bryant. Yeah, but she 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 uh, she hung as long as she could, and I thought she did a good job. Cool. All things considered. Yeah. All right. Do you have any little stories you want to add, Ski? Before I yeah, kick I off my I recap. I don't think I have anything that good. My weekend's been pretty boring overall. Mm. Well, that's good. I mean, a boring weekend is not a bad weekend. We uh, I love we did a boring go to a weekend, party honestly. last night. Like, oh yeah. That's uh, one of Nicole's old clients. Uh, that she used to do uh, like waxing, waxing by body care like for mm-hmm. uh mostly skin stuff for him it's uh did you compliment his carpeting i did not <laughs> <laughs> uh but it was they actually had it at a uh, place called silo which is a like car conservancy it's basically like if you have a really expensive car mm-hmm. you can pay to have it like garage there basically okay it's almost like a tiny museum where okay. it's got a bunch of yeah. exotic cars they and have a batmobile no batmobile mm-hmm. but it did have a Lamborghini Diablo that was all jet black and almost mm. looked like a mm. Batmobile. That means the devil. Means the de- I know it does. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you celebrating the devil ski? I know. We're talking so about something wholesome like kind a of devil Crusader. party did you go to? <laughs> it's fucking one of those uh, eyes wide shut. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were all wearing masks. <laughs> right. And there was that orgy in the back, but. Mm-hmm. Were you having sex on rich people's cars? I mean, a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I can't blame you in that part. <laughs> stick it to the man a little bit. Exactly. They had it at the car conservatory because then it's socially acceptable to collect the keys. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very nice. It's almost That's expected. Exactly. <laughs> well, it was kind of cool. I mean, it was a real low-key type thing. It was a handful of people, but mm-hmm. uh, we were there just for a few hours, but it was good to see him because we hadn't seen him for a few years with COVID and all that. So I, this is a question. I think I may have asked you the other weekend, but you didn't answer, and I didn't ask it on the podcast. Um, and Brent wasn't around for tear it either. But you know, Ski's wife, she removes hair. She's an esthetician. Is that the correct yes. term? Yep. And so you know, for the her primary job is removing you know hair from men and women, <laughs> mostly women. I would say her clientele, but she does have a few men that are part of her clientele as well. And you know, that's hair from anywhere, but I would say probably in the uh, private regions is the most common for. Well, I don't know if it's most common, but it's for men. Common. It's not the most common. For men, it's usually like hair, like with chest and back and stuff. Oh, okay. And maybe for uh, Angela, it would be shoulders. Oh, okay. Very good. <laughs> so if Nicole got a, a job offer and she was going to make a hundred thousand dollars a year, okay. Oh no! Here we go. Hundred thousand dollars a year, and she was going to be working for the Indianapolis Colts as the exclusive <laughs> hair remover for the fifty-three man roster of the Colts. Now, this doesn't include the cheerleaders or anything like that. It's just for the the people on the team. It's like a perk of being one of the Colts. Did <laughs> you all get the hair removal you want? Yeah, exactly. And she she works like three days a week, eight hours a day, removing hair of mm-hmm. you know the very large athletic men that work for the Colts. Um, would you be cool with that for that kind of a pay? How much are you making? 100 grand a year. So not like a crazy amount where you'd be rich, but a pretty good job. I mean, 
I guess I'd be okay with it. Okay. So, so do you think that all of those men would respect her? Um, you know, uh, do you think all of those guys would act like perfect gentlemen? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but neither would she wouldn't act like a perfect lady either. <laughs> so <laughs> now are you saying that they would have sex with her? Or just well, being kind of crude when they're talking to her. Well, I mean, they maybe be pursuing it as an option, um, but not that they. Wouldn't. I would be pretty I mean, I'm not saying they cool would, with that. I'm not saying they would sexually assault her or anything like yeah. that. I don't want to besmirch their good name, but. I'm saying that, you know, hey, a woman's down there waxing around your private areas, you know, you <laughs> may lead you to have certain thoughts. Through no fault of your own. Right. Things yeah. could move or something. Yeah, exactly. You don't know what goes through the mind of Blue. Yeah. Of <laughs> who? Blue. <laughs> He's got a lot of hair down there, too. He does. <laughs> it's a veritable rain. <laughs> who do you think would be more likely to sexually harass her? One of the Colts players or Jim Irsay? Oh, Definitely Jim. Jim yeah. yeah. So he comes from a different time. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would almost be insulting if he didn't. Exactly. He's a scotch for lunch kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just curious about that. Like, if you're secure enough and everything that you'd be like, yeah, I don't mind you I mean, handling the... On the one hand, like, if they did try to sexually harass her, boom, boom, paycheck time gets... Mm. <laughs> You go from a hundred thousand one t- one year to like you know quite a bit more, yeah. yeah. Well, but at what a cost? Yeah. <laughs> Retirement cost. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they don't have any plans currently, so <laughs> <laughs> they got to supplement it somehow. But all right, well, I think that gave us a little extra padding since I since yeah. my episode's a little light as far okay. as extras go. Yeah. Uh, well, does she have her own table that she takes with her? Again. She have her own table she takes with her? Or? She does, actually. Now, yeah. she does have, like, set locations. She has two locations she works out yeah, of. Yeah. One's in Carmel, one's in Broad Ripple. Yeah. But uh, she'd actually come over to this house mm-hmm. and, and yeah. done services for Sherry. She brings her own little portable table. Okay. Is it, like, a couple saw horses and a two-by-four? Exactly. Nice. Yeah. Real comfy. Real comfy. <laughs> one two-by-four. Yeah, you have to have really She's good balance. Exactly. We sanded it and everything, so very few flinters. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, we, we did suggest to her, she's, Nicole loves to drive, mm-hmm. and she's, you know, very, uh, she's as friendly as Ski is, and outgoing as Ski is, she's twice as friendly and outgoing as Ski is. She's maybe <laughs> the most outgoing person I've ever met. Okay. Um, because not only is she comfortable talking to anybody and everybody, she desires to talk to anybody mm-hmm. and everybody, and has almost no filter talking to anybody or everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, so. I've told her, like, because we met at uh, where I work now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I I end up leaving and I've come back, mm-hmm. but uh, I've told her the way it is now she would get fired <laughs> because she's too open and she she would say something crude or something and get well, fired for sexual harassment or something. Yeah. How long have you been back? Over seven years now. Wow. Okay. When you came back and they asked where you saw yourself in five years, did you tell them janitor? <laughs> 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 I didn't have aspirations that high, man. <laughs> I was like, man, he's like, you paid the janitor what? <laughs> well, uh, I, I hope that your dreams come true, Ski. I actually doubt that that's going to be the way I prefer <laughs> I mean, If life's taught me anything, they're not. <laughs> that's the way I am. <laughs> All right, well, uh, as Brent mentioned earlier, we're doing uh, Season 7, Episode 11, Room 7. Yeah. I do like all the rhyming there, 7, yeah. 11, and 7. Mm-hmm. Um, November 23rd, 1991 was the original air date for this. 
uh, written by uh, Tracy Gamble mm-hmm. and uh, Richard Vassie. Uh-huh. I think I was going to call him Dick Vasectomy, but or I, I had something, I had another name in mind for him, but it it mm-hmm. escapes me now. So. Mm-hmm. But the shippers call him Gassy. Gassy Vassy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we had a uh, directed by uh, Peter D. Bite or Bait, whatever. I don't mm-hmm. think we've ever quite figured out the pronunciation no, of that. Remember, I even looked it up trying to find it on this, like a video or something. Mm-hmm. And I heard the guy speaking, but he never said his own name. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, uh, one of those mysteries we'll just never know, more possibly, than likely. Possibly mm-hmm. not. Well, uh, scene one, uh, as so many have in the past, the show opens in the kitchen. Uh-huh. Dorothy's enjoying her Sunday funnies, and uh, <laughs> Blanche burst in, distraught that they are tearing down the place where fun and fantasy meet. <laughs> Grammy Hollingsworth plans stations. <laughs> is that a Cirilla's? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that is a nationwide chain. I don't know. I think... It, Lion's Den might be nationwide. Oh, okay. But um, then uh, Dorothy has uh, no treasured places from her childhood, but she does have a living mother, at least for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, suddenly, Rose is yelling from the living room and holding Sophia, who passed out after choking. Mm-hmm. We then transition into a set we haven't seen yet, but a place we're all rocketing towards, the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Sophia, bathed in the warm, soothing light of a life well spent, is greeted by a heavenly rando before Sal pops in a few minutes later. Mm-hmm. Uh, he proves his authenticity with a, well, I was going to say a ski-level impersonation, <laughs> but now I have to go with a Brent-level impersonation. <laughs> I can't do voices. <laughs> you actually did a solid job of it. Yeah, really? I definitely yeah. agree. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying you did a Sal-quality job of yeah, it, yeah. but you, you were just underneath. Uh-huh. I don't know if the Lord would have you do it over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't mind hearing it. It's definitely good enough to get me a call back as a jester at a medieval themed restaurant. Right, exactly. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But uh, right as Sophia is settling in, she is pulled back to life by the heroic Heimlich of Rose. Uh, Sophia isn't particularly happy about being brought back, calling Rose a nitwit. And after a few moments of calm, Blanche launches back into her diatribe about the uh, plantation being torn down. I'd say less than a few moments of calm. I'd say. A moment of yeah. calm. <laughs> it was pretty great, because I think it's something they're like, oh, she's okay, and that they'll talk about it later, whatever it was uh-huh. that was going on. Mm-hmm. And then Blaine's like, okay, we said you talk about it later. Mm-hmm. So she just goes right back into her uh, yep. distraught feelings mm-hmm. about the plantation. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever been to a soup plantation? Nope, I can't say that I have. Mm-hmm. Say a soup? Yeah. Is it like soup you eat? Yeah. No, you know like that a, is. It's like a soup and salad bar buffet type place, I think. Oh, so it's like a restaurant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And all they have is just soup and salad. Oh, okay. You know, so you got like eight kinds of biscuit and chowder. I guess I've never been there, so. Oh, okay. So. Is, is that a place been... local? Yeah, it's like a chain. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've yeah. never even heard of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll have to I, look it up. I was thinking that it was some sort of a farm that they grew soup. Oh, um, that'd be nice. Well, they I... had indentured servants or, or worse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I kind Down of thought the, the same the thing, but I thought, reservoir. Yeah. I, I thought maybe it had to have been like a specific, like for lentil soup or something. I bet they have lentil soup. I'm making lentil soup um, this week, actually. Oh, Thursday, really? yeah. What do you put in your lentil soup? Lentils. Okay. Anything um, else? <laughs> Just lentils <laughs> and water? <laughs> lentils. Yum. Chicken stock. Um, some hot Italian sausages. Uh, turkey sausages. Okay. Um, uh, fire roasted crushed tomatoes. Um, uh, crushed red pepper. Uh, a little garlic. Some onion. Um, kale. Oh. Um Sounds like pretty good too. I'm not sure about the kale in it, but everything mm-hmm. else uh, was solid. Yeah. So, but again, I'm not a kale man. Yeah. You said that that's uh, one that you like, but Helena's not a Correct. fan of. Correct. But so is she cool with it in the soup or no? She's. Not, um, 
No, she's not a fan. So generally, I'll cut spin. I'll use spinach instead. Oh, okay. um, but she's out of town, so it's like, oh, get <laughs> when, my the kale. Wife, when the cat's away, <laughs> the mouth will play. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm not a bean fan. I wish I was though, because they're so good in protein. Mm-hmm. They are. They're. I was gonna make um, black bean soup for a couple of days as well, but then I got to looking at the. And I was like, oh, I'm not gonna be enough because I because I was I'd picked up these um I got it off Amazon mm. so um. These uh, fettuccine Alfredo noodles, but they were made with a jalapenos. Oh, okay. So they had like a greenish tint or whatever. And yep. I was like, oh, I'm going to make, you know, fettuccine Alfredo for a couple of nights. So that's what I made tonight. Probably really good. Yeah. So I got some hot Italian sausages for that as well. Mm-hmm. Some Alfredo sausage. Now, are you talking about food again, or is this the the callers you're going to be having over while Helena's gone? Hot yeah, just Italian. some hot Italian sausages. <laughs> <laughs> but they jive turkeys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that you should try to continue to give yourself more chances with beans. I wasn't a bean fan either, yeah. and, I, and I've converted. I, I'm yeah. a fan I like of beans. green beans quite a bit. That's yeah. not a real bean. Yeah. I mean, probably is it a real bean? Green beans? Yeah. Is it a legume? Yeah, I think it's a legume. Okay. It's a legume, whatever. Um, whatever. Yeah. Legumey. Um, so, yeah, I like we I eat lentils. We eat lentils quite a bit and everything. So, it's by a big container of them like good forever so you know we eat a lot of black beans because yeah our, our youngest is a vegetarian mm-hmm. and so it's a good you yeah. know replacement for meat option so. yeah yeah we do too that's why i was gonna make the black bean soup because i've got like eight cans because <laughs> like, <laughs> i was at um you know the target there on southport road they're mm-hmm. remodeling and everything yeah. so they had all their you know organic low sodium black beans on clearance for like 25 cents a can so um. i was like oh this is where I gamble. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I don't, uh, I don't cook it into our food. It's just that when it's time for dinner and the rest of us are eating, I just give Liam a can of black beans. Enjoy, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> you just dump it out dog food style. <laughs> no, I just give him the can. I open it up, and he eats a hobo style. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to cut your mouth this time. Right. <laughs> here's a here's a spoon. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. Uh, Rose and Dorothy are moved by Blanche's speech, but Sophia chimes in. Did I mention I died? Finally ending the scene. This first scene was like a third of the episode. Yeah. It was long, it, yeah. yeah. It was like six, seven minutes just for this one scene, which, you know, granted, there was a lot going on. It set up the whole episode very nicely with Sophia's near-death experience plus, you know, Blanche's plantation situation. But uh, I like that. I had my, did you guys have any lines you liked specifically? I mean, just the one about her mentioning that she died. There wasn't anything else that specifically stood out to me. Uh, when Sophia was talking to, I guess, Angel, mm-hmm. uh, an angel up there, uh, yeah, she's surprised that she got to go straight to heaven, right? Right. She's like, what, no purgatory? And he's like, oh, you Catholics. Oh, yeah. That was solid. And then like, he's, oh, go ahead. Um, the bit about, we've never had a televangelist before. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, that like was, I thought they were humorous, but they weren't lines that made me laugh, per se. The uh, televangelist thing, I've heard that as a lawyer joke before. Oh, yeah. They said, yeah. like... Uh, there was like priests and popes, like yeah. they had kind of nice rooms, but not anything too big. And then this lawyer had this, this immaculate giant room and all kinds of cool stuff. Like, well, why does he get all that? He's like, well, he's a lawyer. Like, so I was, you know, I devoted my life to God. He's like, well, we got lots of priests and popes up here. He's the only lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all a take on that joke as well. You know, a joke I always like is not even a joke per se, but in The Simpsons, whenever they show God mm-hmm. and he has the five fingers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> oh, I, didn't, I, I yeah. don't know if I've ever noticed that. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that that's supposed to be Matt Groening up there? What? For them? Mm-hmm. Would it be Matt Groening? I don't know. 
Sorry I'll I mean say to stop yeah. you so <laughs> He is the animator. I think Matt Groening has been in several episodes of the yeah. Simpsons, though. He's like, pull my beard, it's lucky. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just like the fact that yeah, he's I do. It. I do, too. I, I enjoy it. Did any of you have anything else for scene one that you wanted nope, to mention? That was that was my favorite line. It's fine. How, how would you feel if you get to heaven and our God has six fingers? Uh, you know, I'd be fine with it. Mm. I'd be happy I got to heaven. <laughs> so, you know, whatever it, whatever's up there. I mean, as long as it's the paradise that I've been promised, then, <laughs> then I'm good with it. You don't feel this is your reward right here? <laughs> <laughs> I think if there's a purgatory, that may be where I'm at. <laughs> Although right now, during this portion of it, of the podcast, you know, this is close to heaven. Like, okay. this is solid. I'm spending time with people I like, mm-hmm. laughing. It's a fun time. Okay. It's all the parts surrounding the podcast that uh. gets, you know, <laughs> like the editing episodes and making mm-hmm. recaps and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That part, even though I like watching the episodes for sure, it's mm-hmm. the, I don't know, detailed watching of them. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't think after this podcast I would ever want to do something as specific as this again. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't like having that specific prep work each time. Too yeah. much structure. Yeah, but but I enjoy the it, mm-hmm. the process overall, including this part, is enough to you know make it mm-hmm. an enjoyable experience yeah. in general. I didn't have a, a special feature or anything in my last recap mm-hmm. uh, two weeks back for you folks. Um, and I thought about, like, I was like, oh, well, what can I do or whatever? And I had, like, my word count where I like to have it and everything like that. Well, I'm good without a feature, yeah. you know? And then I had these great ideas, like, I know what my feature will be. It'll be choose your own feature. Uh. <laughs> and, and then I was going to have you guys pick, and I was basically I was going to do, like, three little mini write-ups oh, okay. and have you guys pick, um, you know, person, place, or thing. And then whatever you chose, like, do that mm-hmm. as a little thing or whatever. But then I was like, no, because then i got to write three more things, <laughs> to, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> two of which I might not be able to repurpose later. <laughs> so, well, the way you could have done it is that this episode or that episode, you could have done choose your own feature and had those three options. The next mm-hmm. episode, you could have had choose your own feature and just had the two options. Yeah. And <laughs> the last one is I choose your feature. <laughs> <laughs> so choose your order, basically. Yeah. <laughs> But I was like, ah, so my person, place, or thing, I was like, well, for my person, I'll just, uh, you know, cut my Whitey Herzog stuff, and yeah. I'll save it for that. <laughs> <laughs> and then my place was just going to be like, you know, Miami or a lighthouse, you know, one of those things. Yeah. And then for thing, it was going to be transference. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I can find enough for that. But again, it just, it snowballed. And I was like, you know, right. my word counts where it needs to be. I don't need to complicate this thing. Right, yeah. No, you're solid. And I think we hit about an hour on that episode yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. My memory's a little fuzzy now. Yes. We're so far removed. <laughs> We've been but. drinking since then. Yeah. We've so. had a birthday party since then. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, we're back in the kitchen now. Uh, yeah. Sophia is returning home after a day of defying death with a combo of fast driving, greyhound betting, and giant taunting. Mm. The giant taunting is when she, you know, did the little thing to Dorothy. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, the like, look down or something? Yeah, like exactly. I don't know what you call that exactly, but... Um, they booped her. Yeah. Made, made you look kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, well, Blanche comes in to let us know that she is going to Hotlanta to see Granny's house one more time. After a clever ploy to rope in Rose, uh, the whole gang piles in the car uh, to go ahead to the old house with a rousing rendition of the name game to help pass the time. <laughs> that was funny. Like, I like that like, Rose comes in and says, like, figure out this, like, was it a pirate map? Is that what she said? Yeah. <laughs> treasure map, treasure yeah. map. Mm-hmm. I think it's somewhere outside Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the idea that the Golden Girls are going to be mistaken for some meddling kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you guys have anything else in that little scene that we had? 
No, not there. It's funny because I think, uh, like I said, that first scene was about a third of the episode, mm-hmm. yeah. and then there's like eight more scenes after that that they mm-hmm. sparse, you know, parse up the rest of the yeah, episode yeah. into. Uh, well, in scene three, uh, we find ourselves now at the plantation where surely nothing bad has ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> no ghosts there. No. <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys. So they come into the uh, the room, right? Uh huh. Was this the same set they used for when uh, Big Daddy died? Yeah. I think it might have been. It yeah, looked it really familiar to me. It did definitely have familiarity to it. It definitely had like an ebb tide vibe to it. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't get to see the backyard grave site that I think Big Daddy That's was right. handheld in. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, Maybe a later mm-hmm. episode. <laughs> <laughs> the widow mammy back there just crying. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we have uh, some burly movers um, are gathering the furniture, which was kind of, I wonder where all the shit went to um, after they decided to destroy the house because it basically, yeah, that's the whole thing. They're going to tear the whole house down, just completely mm-hmm. raise it. I don't know. They do say what they're going to build. I think a, a cheap Boat, motel or yeah. something like that. Oh, but that's I, how they market it. I feel like that if, <laughs> with as many rooms as in that, you could definitely market that as like a, a place to stay that people would like. Yeah. Bed yeah. And breakfast. Well, thing. it was a bed and breakfast now, right? Yeah. Something like that. And so why it didn't look like it was dilapidated. No. So why, uh, maybe they could get more rooms. Yeah, I point? guess, but yeah, it just seems still seems odd to tear down a really classic old building. That yep. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm not the developer, so it's not up to me. Well, he wanted to blow it up because it was his birthday. Yeah, that's true. Now I will say this: like, uh, I'm not a huge demolitions guy by any stretch, <laughs> but I think like if they were literally going to blow it up, they would have had to have that building evacuated for at least a day or two. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole process, I'm sure. Well, I doubt they'd blow it up either. They'd probably implode it, wouldn't they? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, But yeah, however they destroyed so, it. Well, yeah, yeah, you've got the charges and stuff. It still blows it up downward. Like it's oh, yeah. Essentially, you're destroying the support beams mm. so it falls in on itself. But yeah, I agree. They would definitely have had much more of a safety <laughs> process in place. <laughs> They're like, yep, we're going to blow it up in a few hours. So. <laughs> yeah. It involves more sucking than blowing. Yes. <laughs> well, Sophia defends uh, mooning a chain gang. And Blanche reminisces about Christmases of yore. No story of Blanche's youth would be complete without a touch of racism, and she did not disappoint when she mentions a <laughs> lawn jockey being made to dance. I think by her father. So mm-hmm. or grandfather. One somebody. of the two, yeah. Um, uh, an older man, not old man, but older than the movers I, walks. Go ahead. I, I bet you now she regrets not, um, you know, partaking in the Jewish side of her family and making the lawn jockey dance eight nights. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, another man walks in, older mm-hmm. than the other movers, but not as old as the Goldens. Um, he appears to be maybe the foreman or something like that of this something crew. Maybe, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, he does allow the girls to go go upstairs, but he tells them to hurry because the place is being blown up in two hours and that he gets to push the plunger since it's his birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe he's the landowner at this point? Yeah, he's the poor man's Louis Anderson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've seen that guy in other stuff before, though, too. Louis Anderson? He's a big star. <laughs> <laughs> He had Life with Louie. It was a whole show about him. Uh, you guys say so. <laughs> did, didn't he host the uh, Family Feud as well? He did. He did. He had the cartoon as well. Yeah, I just said that. Life with Louie. Oh, that was Life with Louie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. What am I thinking of? I don't know. <laughs> Baskets. <laughs> Is he, has he deceased? He did recently pass yeah. away, yeah. He almost died like a few years back, right? I think so. Um, yeah, and a heart his, attack or something? And his mother died a little while. And the Baskets was based on his actual mother. Yeah. Um, but... But I think he like tried to kill himself too. 
I think you might be right on that, but I yeah. think it was a little further back. Yeah, but then they're like, oh, you can get some family feud money. And he's like, okay, <laughs> come back for that. Yeah. I heard him in a couple of interviews. He seemed like a really genuinely yeah. nice dude. Agreed. Agreed. I like Louie Anderson. Yeah. And I, I, don't, I think this guy's a broke man's Louie Anderson, honestly. <laughs> That's what I said earlier. You said poor. I think it goes even further down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize there was a hierarchy of... <laughs> well, whoever this actual guy is on the episode, I've seen him in other stuff. I just can't place him. Yeah, Louis Anderson? Yeah. He's a big star. <laughs> yeah, family feud. <laughs> Life with Louie. Baskets? <laughs> Anyways. How, um, how's that episode going now? <laughs> oh, we're getting there. <laughs> we're up to like 35. Yeah. Cue Louis Anderson. <laughs> yeah. You know, of all the places that I've seen Louis, mm-hmm. the one place I'm surprised I never saw him? Yeah. Theater of the Living. <laughs> <laughs> Have you spent a lot of, a lot of lonely nights there? I guess not lonely nights. You have <laughs> have company. The living, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you get free uh, refreshments in the end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You've got to, got to bring your own Cajun drumsticks. <laughs> I guess if you were like someone who, you know, was down on your luck, that would be a decent way to drum up a little bit of food and beverage. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Even if you didn't have that as an issue. Yeah. Yeah. You think you uh, just want to keep a story in your back pocket for right, yeah. <laughs> just such an? Well, you just say you don't want to share. You know, I oh, don't think you're forced to is share. Is that an option? Meetings. Yeah, okay. I believe so. I don't know. I'm fortunate to have not had to deal with that myself. Yeah, because yeah. I keep my addictions in, in denial. In, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm not going to seek no help. Right. <laughs> I can stop when I want. Yeah. <laughs> help is for dandies. <laughs> exactly. That's why you. I can stop eating eclairs whenever I want. <laughs> Just keep telling yourself that. Uh-huh. It gets easier. <laughs> well, we move over to Blanche's old room now. Uh, she uh, tells of the boys singing about seeing her underwear. I thought that was funny. She says something like she would be serenaded by all the boys. Then yeah. it's like, I see London, I see France. <laughs> I see Blanche's underpants. Yeah. Um, she almost I, says it like in a sing-song way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, how uh, Grammy would help her solve all of her problems. After an hour of telling her tales, the girls were ready to leave. But Blanche says that Grammy's spirit still inhabits the room. I think she says something like she's still here. And Rose goes about the task of looking through the room yeah, to see yeah. if she can find Not her under the bed. bed. <laughs> yeah. Not in his closet. I like that little bit with Rose. Um, uh, but that she's not going to leave. Um, left with no other choice, Blanche handcuffs herself to the radiator. And Act 1 comes to a close. The radiator was freaking cool looking, by the way. Mm-hmm. And all that like intricate... Uh Metalwork, did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, I mean, a very classic old time yeah. radiator mm-hmm. that you'd probably see in a, a nicer establishment. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but uh, do you guys have anything else in that first half of the episode? No, I'm just loving that radiator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we come back to room seven, and uh, Dorothy is imploring Blanche to give this up and go. Uh, to help along the cause, Dorothy turns her back and attempts to impersonate Grammy, saying, Blanche, this is your Grammy. Y'all get yourself out of here, you dumb peckerwood. (laughs) (laughs) That was one of my favorite impersonations that we've seen on the show so far. Um, It doesn't fool Blanche, but does get Rose hook, line, and sinker. She takes off out of the room. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dorothy, still trying to convince Blanche to leave, sees Ma swan dive off the roof into a pile of hay. And it said that Rose was there to break her fall. I think that would hurt her far more than hitting the, the <laughs> think, hey, pile of yeah. hay. Yeah, the hay would probably do an probably all right kill job. Rose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey. Break Sophia in many places. Yeah, the hay has a little bit of give. Rose's hair has quite a bit of give. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> 
I didn't think about that aspect. Of, uh, between the hair and the shoulder pads. <laughs> She's a <laughs> walking mattress. Well, maybe Blanche can use her sometime. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Ma jumps off the roof, uh, but yeah, apparently is okay. And although I think Rose says something to the effect of like looking for Charlie, like Charlie, is that you? So she makes the third person on the episode That's seeing been talking to dead people exactly. Yeah. Um, Dorothy, <laughs> Sophia pounded her into the ground. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just like Charlie. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like he took a, he just an extra second, uh-huh. extra tick to get that one. Um, but uh, Dorothy finally gives up on convincing Blanche to leave after Blanche says she has spent thirty-two straight hours handcuffed in the past. Mm-hmm. So. But she had someone else to play with them. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we come back, and Sophia comes to the room to be with Blanche when it blows up, since she's still defying death at this mm-hmm. point. Would she say, I want to ride the rocket with <laughs> yeah, you or something? Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blanche asks if she's being silly, and Sophia recounts the rest of her interaction with Sal in heaven. It is funny, because although she says, you did, I didn't tell you what your dad said, mm-hmm. it doesn't make it seem like there was more to it in the initial scene of her in mm-hmm. heaven. Yeah. Um, although I guess we can infer that from her saying that she yeah. didn't tell her what Sal said. Yeah. But, I mean, Sal did say other things about, <laughs> you know, doing his impersonation and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So, anyway, but apparently uh, she starts the story with, uh, picture it, heaven, two days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sal talks to God, represented by thunder and lightning, and tells Sophia that it's not her time. He refers to Dorothy as his uh, little Samanti face and tells her about how they used to eat ice cream together, I think under a table, something like that. Mm -hmm. And she says, oh, did he have a nickname? Did she have a nickname for you? And he says, favorite parent. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. Um, And uh, I think he also tells her. Well, Spumoni is a Spumoni, yeah. Did I say Spumanti? Yeah, yeah. Spumoni. Is that a flavor of ice cream, isn't it? I believe so. It's a variety like of ice cream. Ice cream yeah. yeah. Like a gelato or some kind something. Something like that, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and I, was it in that scene that he said he was proud of her? Or did we yeah. find that out a little later? I think so. Okay. Yeah. So he yeah. tells tells Sophia that he's proud of Dorothy. So we've seen Sal a few yeah. times. It might mm-hmm. be like a Not, Neapolitan type gelato. It is someone's, I think. Yeah. Not once in his uh, appearances prior did I ever notice how giant the actor's ears are. Uh. <laughs> Al's, or Sal's ears are like, did you guys watch uh, uh, Star Wars uh, Deep Space Nine? See the Ferengi? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what's, what's the show you're talking about? Star Trek. What did I say? You said Star Wars. Star Deep Trek. Space Nine. Sorry, Sorry Trekkies and Star yes. Wars fans. <laughs> yeah, you did. I was just like so thrown by it. I was like, these are all words I know. I've surely seen it. <laughs> Take it back. I don't want you writing my space operas. <laughs> you guys ever see the... Uh, there's a picture of like Patrick Stewart, and uh, there's a little uh, like he's just doing like a a pose where he's talking to the the picture, right? And there's a little caption that says, uh, "Use use the force, Harry," <laughs> <laughs> and then it says Gandalf. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's see. Um... Well, we're back downstairs, and uh, Dorothy is having a revelation that maybe she has been applying too much logic to the situation and should be more accepting. There may be things beyond her understanding. It doesn't seem to be at all prompted, or I guess I take that back. She sees the initials on a fireplace, right? Yeah, yeah. And she thinks that's bland. She's like, oh, I can even hear her running through here, and if I can hear that, then 
you know. I, it's not such a jump to assume yeah. that you could see or feel more. It still is a big leap to go from, <laughs> yeah, I see some initials here, and I can kind of imagine this circumstance to, you know, maybe there are spirits, you uh-huh. know, still living within <laughs> these walls. Um, but, but that said, uh, the, uh, she does come to that conclusion. Um, and, but then the, uh, go ahead. So Blanche, so believes in ghosts and spirits and, you know, whatever. And yet she's a okay with all the shenanigans she's been doing in her and George's house. (laughs) (laughs) But not only that, but, and I guess we'll get to this a little later, but she brings back a totem from the house Mm -hmm. later on and she puts it in her bedroom. Is she okay with, you know, Grammy being there watching all the shenanigans that will happen (laughs) in her own room going forward? I figure she'll critique it. Yeah. Give her her tips. We don't know how Grammy was. That's true. Maybe maybe that's how Blanche became Blanche. Could be. She said she helped her work through all her problems. Right. She's like, Grammy, I just don't like doggy style anymore. Well, sit right down here, honey. Now, do either of you two believe in ghosts? No, I don't. No. Yeah, neither do I. I, Sherry has some belief in ghosts. Mm -hmm. So does Helena. Yeah, and I believe both, I don't know if both of her siblings do, but Becky definitely does, her older sister. I definitely believe there's things that we don't understand that are beyond what we Uh, Not me, I understand everything. Mm -hmm. And if I don't understand it, it doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) I used to think I understood everything, and then I heard about this Star Wars Deep Space Nine. (laughs) (laughs) I know nothing. It's it's a new. It's it came out after Andor. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's tied to the empires. Uh, I used to think I understood everything, and then I kept doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't understand why you did it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> motivation. <laughs> no motivation yet. Still following the dream. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I, I do not. Uh, Defies at all. his logic. Yeah. <laughs> um. You'd have chosen a different path if you knew Ski was so toothy. Right. <laughs> uh, a smoother road. Never mind. Well, the, uh, the foreman comes back with an officer this time, um, but before they can haul Blanche out, she comes down and says she's ready to leave. Uh, she asks if she can take this wind chime with her, and mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, that's fine. We're blowing this place up anyway. Yeah, he like take whatever you want. jaunts out of the building, like, yeah. let's go blow this place to the ground. Yeah, because like you said, they're not even going to do one last walk for to make sure it's empty. <laughs> yeah. We're pretty sure it's good. Yeah. As long as these four ladies are gone, I can't imagine anyone else could have snuck in. The exactly. dogs in the back. Yeah. going <laughs> accidentally implode Clayton in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I didn't want to lose Grammy's house either. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I have a feeling there's some secrets in this house that they're looking to bury by blowing it up. <laughs> Maybe that's it, yeah. An undiscovered crime scene. Yeah, exactly. Well, the uh, story goes back to the living room with Rose singing her way down to two bottles of beer on the wall before quitting. Mm-hmm. Dorothy it's kind a woman of, after my own heart. Uh, it was great, yeah, because Dorothy kind of blows up at her and she's mm-hmm. like, you, know, you get all the way down to two, and then you quit. Mm-hmm. Um, something of that nature, anyway. And then she like just drives you nuts, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was. And she like skips back to her room. Yeah, like... mm-hmm. yeah. Just the idea that Rose is intentionally screwing with people. <laughs> like that was great. I really liked it. Me too. I thought that was her best line of the show. I think. So uh, Blanche walks in. She's feeling great, and Sophia finally reveals to Dorothy that Sal is proud of her. 
Dorothy embraces the unknown and heads off to scare Rose. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that uh, she does call her Spumoni face, and that's uh, yes. and she's like, "Where did you learn that?" Um, yeah, what'd you call me? Kind of like, yeah. She's like, I must have told you that some other time. Yeah, but that she hadn't heard it since she was seven, and that's what convinces her. I mean, I would still probably think, like, no, somewhere, sometime, either I or, or Dad mm-hmm. told you about this in the past. Yeah. But, but that, that I would probably humor her, at yeah. the very least. Now I'm wondering if it's not ice cream. Maybe it's butter. Butter? It's <laughs> 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 on her butter face. <laughs> That's a deep one. I like that. <laughs> then the true comedy was that she called him the best parent, even though he was taking harsh digs at his daughter. <laughs> I don't, at least he was subtle about it. Sophia puts it on Front Street. She doesn't like her. Yeah, yeah but that's actually which kind is of, worse. I wouldn't even say calling her that. Not only is it horrible, but he's also saying that she's got a great body. This seven-year-old. <laughs> It's too bad she has this ugly face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The implications are horrible. Yeah, it doesn't get any better for Sal. If, uh, <laughs> no matter how we interpret that. <laughs> well, the, uh, the story concludes in Blanche's bedroom <laughs> with Blanche saying goodbye to her Grammy. Uh, as the credits roll, though, another you know, in-credit scene... The chime, the wind chime is going, and uh, Blanche tells her Grammy, represented by the wind chime, to go to bed. Some of them aren't dead and need to get up in the morning, which was funny. And then the uh, final line has the chime chiming and Blanche responding, Peckerwood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a really solid ending to the yeah, episode. I thought so, too. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that's everything for the episode. Uh, oh, wait, no. Let me do some guest actors. Okay. Uh, Sid Melton was on there again, of course, for Sal for his eighth and final time. Mm. This is sad about that. Farewell, Sal. Uh, we had Don Stark. He played the sheriff. 162 mm-hmm. titles for him. This is only Golden Girls. Um, best known for sure as uh, Dan Pinciotti from that 70s show. Mm-hmm. 200 episodes of that. Did you guys watch that 90s show? I have not seen it. Um, but he, I guess he was in one episode of that so yeah. far. Is mm-hmm. it only one episode out so far? Or is there more? No, no it's a whole Yeah, so, okay. so I guess he's only got It was him. a Netflix thing. It dropped oh, okay. all Me and Nicole actually watched it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's did good. It? It's enjoyable. Uh, we watched I came down, came home for lunch a few times, and mm-hmm. we knocked out. So did you watch that 80s show when it was on? I didn't know that existed. So no. that, Wasn't that on in between? Uh, yeah. Because really? it, it had like an older, um, like, I think Ash and Kutcher and. Um, oh, no, I never even no. heard about that one. Were they not? I thought I they had so. some of the originals in there. They're in the 90s show. Are they in the 90s? Yeah. But not yeah. in the 80s one that was in between? Yeah. Okay. Well, the 90s show, like, it just came out like a month ago. Okay. Like, it's a brand spanking new thing. Well, I knew the 90s one just came out, but yeah. I, I thought that the 80s one also had some of the originals in there, too. Yeah, I think it was like same town, maybe, but or maybe I'm wrong. Okay. But yeah, I think it was different. But it doesn't matter. I haven't seen it either way, so you could be wrong or right, and I don't know. Yeah. But I, I did like, too, though, that he uh, was Dix the storekeeper and John Carter, um, which I don't really care about his role there, although I thought Dix the storekeeper was funny uh-huh. name. But have you watched John Carter? I was curious about yeah. that. It's a movie I've never seen, but mm-hmm. I was curious about it. It's enjoyable. You know, I like it, you know. D- did, have you ever seen it? I know no. it was one that bombed as far as box office take goes that and the cost of like, it. Like a guy was like fighting monsters or something? Well, I think it was like Martians. And what's the name of the book? Like John Carter from Mars or something like that? Yeah. Well, like, so the original book was like the one that was adapted on is um, Princess of Mars. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, you know, like, 
the character like was John Carter of Mars, you know, and I think there was like a subsequent book that was called that. But like the director is like basically, you can't call it John Carter of Mars, you know, in the first movie because that's about how he gets to Mars. Oh, you know, okay. it's like in the second one, then it'll be John Carter of Mars. Mm. You know, we'll just call yeah, it John Carter. But the second Carter. was not to come. Because yeah, they did not make the second. So. Yeah, that was a mistake on their part, I yeah. guess. Um, so, but no, I mean, it was it was enjoyable and everything. So, well, I I, I don't know. I, I think he was sort of blaming. He was like, "Well, if we would called it, you know, John yeah. Carter Mars, more people would have come." And I was like, "Well, if they don't call it, you know, John Wick Assassin." Yeah. You know? so, <laughs> yeah. If it was a, a movie that was more well received, more people would have come. Also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, uh, Don Stark did also have an appearance on a Star Trek or Star Wars Deep Space Mine, if you prefer. <laughs> Deep Space Mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the Valentine. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and he was also in Star Trek: First Contact as Nikki the Nose. Um, so Dickie the Nose and Dick Seller. <laughs> yes, Nikki the Nose, not yeah. Dickie the Nose. <laughs> so, and then we had a uh, Roy Brocksmith. He played William. Mm-hmm. Eighty-one oh. titles for him. His only Golden Girls, mm-hmm. not Louis Anderson. In mm-hmm. case anybody was yeah. curious. Um, Twenty episodes of Picket Fences. Mm-hmm. Uh, one episode of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Also, <laughs> uh, that's like getting a tongue twister on there. I'm mean, just getting tired. Deep Space Benign uh, is the one where they're all in space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they find That's out they got a clean barrel of health. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was Raska Karn. Um, I believe he was the doctor on that that showed them okay. the results. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's Deep Space Benign. Yeah. He was also in one episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. I have to Star- really enunciate that. Was that Star now. Wars mm-hmm. The Next Generation? <laughs> he was Cerna Call uh, Rami in that yeah. one. And then six episodes... <laughs> Of it's the Gary Sh- or it's Gary Shandling show mm-hmm. as Mr. Guest. Yeah, so. I think it was one of my favorite jokes from Scrubs. Mm-hmm. Is um when JD sees like a mole on um, the janitor's wiener, mm-hmm. um, and he has to like you know confess and tell him he's like yeah <laughs> he's like I saw you pee and I saw a mole. <laughs> he's like why were you watching me pee? It's <laughs> a whole thing. But anyways, <laughs> they, so he gets their lab results back and he's like so I analyzed the um you know, from your your wiener, and um, it's benign. And the janitor's like, benign, benign and a half. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did, have, we did have one extra, uh, one other actor in that, Gibby Brand. He played man, although I guess he should have been angel or something else. Um, yeah. But uh, 44 titles for him. This is only Golden Girls, although we do get him one episode of Golden Palace as well. Mm-hmm. And he also was in a, one episode of Parks and Rec and Father of the Bride. So so I don't have anything else. That actually does now wrap up my portion. And I think we've gone long enough that I don't need to add anything else cool. either. All right. Well, i got a few questions for you guys. Okay. Go for it. Ask us any questions. Go for it. So my MVP was uh, Rose because I thought she delivered the best line, Beats don't fail me now. Mm-hmm. Um, Ski, did you have one? Oh, mine was the uh, the part where he was the, the gentleman in heaven was – Kind of laughing about uh, mm-hmm. uh, purgatory. Gotcha. So, oh, you Catholics. Yeah. Uh, I guess my favorite line was probably about the uh, just drives you crazy, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. I like that one a lot, too. Do you guys have an MVP? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Blanche was mine. I thought she did great from start to finish, pretty mm-hmm. much. I had no issues with Blanche in this episode. Mm-hmm. Nice. I also chose Blanche. Really? Who did you choose? I chose Rose. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just because the feats don't fail me now? Yeah, I love that. And like you said, her, you know, drives you crazy. You Two know great that. lines. I'll, I'll grant that. But I still think Blanche was the winner here. Yeah. I, th- I think it was more of a Blanche-centric one anyway. I mean, it was well, her yeah. family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, uh, how many spices did you give it, Ski? I actually really liked this one. I gave it seven. Oh, wow. And I thought it was fitting for the name of the episode. Hmm. Why? Oh, because <laughs> there was room seven? Yeah. Uh, don't get it. We gave it seven slices of cheesecake. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I thought, like, <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Like, what don't you get? <laughs> I thought you were just fucking with them. No, no I, I was not picking up what he was putting down. That, that is on me. That's right. How about you? Well, I thought uh, I, I enjoyed it also, but I didn't mm-hmm. think it deserved its namesake, so I gave it 6.5. Okay, I just gave it a 5. I, I mean, I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, it was enjoyable and everything. Mm-hmm. Needed more Louis Anderson, like yeah. most things do. <laughs> That's true. There's only a few things that don't need more Louis Anderson. Louis, um, <laughs> baskets, um, family feud. Could use more, though, actually. Yeah, so. exactly. Need more episodes of that in general. All right. So, um, okay. Well, I think we've we've done all the housekeeping. Um, mm-hmm. We talked there. All that's left is to stay golden, Peckerwood. <laughs> and stay golden, Coco. <laughs> we can't we have stay golden, Peckerwood. I can't close out our episode calling our listeners Peckerwoods. I feel I, like they're the Cocos. I, I started off calling them you dirty rat. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been more okay with that than Peckerwoods. <laughs> that was your Cagney impression. You were just giving us gold already. <laughs> and I was singular. You know, there's just one particular peckerwood that I was addressing that to. Oh, was that to me then? No, it was to pick me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't he just your, um, never mind. I was going to say, wasn't he your MVP, but it was. Uh... I think he was in his top favorite bands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or musical acts, I should yeah. say, since he's a solo. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, I, I guess it's closed out one way or the other. Okay. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.